He is the way and the truth and the life. We have to die in order to live. Happy Lent, Father. Well, happy Lent, John Ray. It's now Ash Wednesday. You got something on your forehead, but I wasn't going to say anything. Well, I'm looking at you, and it looks like you're a little dirty up there. Well, you know, being from Scott, you uh, you roll around the mud, and sometimes, you know, you take a shower when you can. Sure. Yeah. So they don't have water out there. Well, they not running water. They have water. It's stagnant. You know how it, it walks. Is. <laughs> walking water. They got they got things walking in and not slow moving walking water. Get out so, of the way. Now we've begun Lent. Uh, we had Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday. Uh, the carnival season has ended. The king cakes are put away, uh, and now we begin kind of this penitential season. While I like to say where the whole world goes on a a retreat sure so um tell us a little bit about lent like now that we find ourselves in this season in fact just a minute ago across the street i was asked by somebody about the the ashes on my forehead what is that so and so said they were going to tell me but they're busy right now and so um so i went through the explanation and the girl that asked said man i'm just so embarrassed like i i grew up going to catholic school and i've never even heard of any of this right and uh and i and i laughed i said don't be embarrassed a lot of people don't know so for those of you listening who don't know what lent is and why we do ashes Cue Father Poirier. That's why we do this podcast, is so that we try to get into the weeds of things that maybe everyone should know but don't know, or just things that nobody knows, and it'd be really cool to find out. So in regards to that, Lent is 40 days of a penitential season in which the Catholic Church uh, practices every year and has been. In -hmm. fact, Lent, Ash Wednesday, has been around for, I think, about 1,200 years, but we'll get into that. Uh, First, I want to say as an introduction to Lent, the Catholic Church changed its calendar, its liturgical calendar, about 60, 70 years ago. And so, whereas now we have Lent, which is 40 days before Easter, it used to have, uh, in Latin, the 70 days before Easter, the 60 days before Easter, the 50 days before Easter. And so these Sundays were known as Sextuagesima, Septuagesima, and Quinquagesima. I think you just make up words sometimes. <laughs> well, who's going to find out, huh? Uh, <laughs> but it was three Sundays where it wasn't part of Lent, but the priest would wear violet. And it was to remind the people that Lent was coming up, that, um, you know, this time of penance is coming up. It, I kind of related it in my homily as, you know, Lent, we're taking finals. And if we do Lent well, we get to graduate. We go to mm. Easter. Well, Interesting. If we need, uh, so this time before Lent, we need a study. Right. I can't just walk into my finals without studying and then expect to ace them all and then graduate. Right. So these Sundays before East, or before me in college. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, now, look, we're, we're making up for lost time. These Sundays before uh, Lent is a is a time that we should start reflecting on, OK, what are my penances for Lent? Why am I doing them? 
Am I doing that for me or for someone else? How am I going to pray, fast, and give alms throughout these 40 days? 40 days is not too long, but it's long enough. Sure. Huh? And so I need uh, this time. So I spent this past Sunday kind of preparing everyone and said, okay, we're going into Lent. What is Lent? Lent is actually an old Anglo-Saxon word for springtime. Mm. And so springtime, because Lent always happens during spring. And so spring is whenever there's growth, renewal, you know, all these beautiful things. But we look inside the church and this time of Lent, everything's kind of bare, right? There's no decorations, not like Easter and Christmas. The music is subdued. Uh, there's no Gloria. There's no Alleluia before the gospel. Um, and so it's, it seems like everything's kind of kind of toned down in a more solemn way. Like I'm, there's definitely a, a, a gravitas in the air, right? And so, but that is the springtime in the church, right? The springtime in the church is whenever we're in this solemn tone that typically, and look, maybe some of you listeners can uh, agree with this, or maybe just think about it for yourself. When God gives me grace, very rarely is it when I'm on this mountaintop experience that I'm having, like everything's going perfect in the world, and uh, and God gives me these wonderful graces. Mm, not too often, but most of the time when God gives us grace, it reminds us that he gives us grace when often we don't even see it. Mm. That he gives us this help when I'm not even looking. That he lifts me up when I'm the lowest. And that's Lent. Lent is whenever all these graces are coming forward, but you know, the, there's no decorations in the church. The music's really kind of toned down. And so that's, it's supposed to reflect God's grace. And so that's, that's kind of like this idea behind Lent. So, why do we, why is it 40 days? Lent is 40 days long, but if you count all of them from Ash Wednesday all the way to Easter Sunday, there's a few more days than 40. Why is that? Well, the church would say that these Sundays throughout Lent are kind of like little Easter's. Huh? So mm. they're, they're little breaks. And so Sunday is not a day, all right? Jesus says, uh, don't fast while the bridegroom is here. And so on Sundays, we take a break from our penances. And so it's 40 days if you don't count the Sundays. And aren't there two solemnities in there as well? Yeah, so there's, uh, what is it? I know March the, the Feast of St. Joseph, March 19th. March 19th. And um, the... Is it? It's not the. Is it the Annunciation? It might be. I was looking through the calendar the other day, and I think it. I is. don't know if the Annunciation always falls in Lent, but I'm pretty sure that the Feast of Saint Joseph does. So why is it that on Sundays on these two solemnities, um, you know, for those who maybe are just hearing this for the first time, they've been Catholic all their life, like. Why does the church allow us to, as you said, celebrate these mini Easter's? Well, it's well, one, it's to kind of give us a break, you know, like if I'm if I'm doing Lent correctly, Lent should be 
hard. Mm. It should be difficult. It should be challenging, right? Father, why should it be challenging? Well, look, if I'm working out and I want and I want to get stronger, my workouts should be difficult. And in fact, the stronger I get, the more difficult that they become. Same thing for the spiritual life. If my lengths are very easy and like, oh, I don't even think about them. It's like, oh, it's Lent? No, it's the third week in Lent? I didn't even know, right? And so if it's like that, well, I mean, I'm not really getting my spiritual exercise. I'm not really working out. I'm not growing strong in my faith. And so these these Sundays are supposed to be a day of rest to where I'm able to kind of relax them and then take them up again strongly, right? So I have these little small lights throughout my tunnel to help me go. Uh, to keep on the straight and narrow. Kind of like a cheat day on a diet. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not, but I mean, well, you get I mean, the idea. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've given... Because it's not a cheat day. Um, it's a day where we remember that Christ rose from the dead. Yeah. So it's a celebration. And these solemnities are a celebration because of the nature of you know, the, the feasts that we're celebrating on those, on those days. I'm, I, I, I'm glad the way you put it, it's not a cheat day, but it's, it's a day of celebration yep. that God is with us, especially on Sundays every day, but on Sundays, particularly, uh, you know, the Lord is with us. And so we, we don't fast while the bridegroom is here. And so well, and Father, being, Father Shambo used to always say, and I think I've even said this on the podcast that on, on, on the feast days of the, on the feast of the church, we should always celebrate with cake and ice cream. Mm-hmm. You have, and I, and and I agree with that, that we should celebrate in some special way during this. And, and so the Sundays during Lent, we kind of take a break from it. In these solemnities, we take a break. We um, And then we pick it back up the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, make us strong. And so these 40 days, Moses in the Old Testament, Moses ascended Mount Sinai and received the Ten Commandments, and he was up there for 40 days, and then he came down. Jesus was in the desert right after he was baptized, but before he began his his public ministry, he went into the desert for 40 days uh, to battle temptation. And so, uh, like the Master, the disciples should follow him. And so, uh, Jesus is our Master, our Lord, and so we follow him. Uh, 40 days, we kind of do this penance. And so we come out renewed, strengthened, uh, graces abounding. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's amazing what we hear during the 40 days, too. Like, um, you know, just over the course of my life, over the last maybe 10 years or so, I've really um, become aware that God speaks to us in multiple ways. And one of those ways is just through who we are and the things that we do, right? Um, and I think during Lent, like on a on a day like today when we fast, we start to understand who we are by depriving ourselves of a thing. Like, for example, today is food, right? And what our penance is, right? We look for these pleasures in the world. And and, and, and whether it's a good pleasure or a bad pleasure, right? Um, well, hopefully, if it's a bad pleasure, we're not doing it, right? But the good pleasures, um, the, the things that, you know, maybe help us relax or, you know, whatever, we deprive ourselves of those things and we start to become acutely aware of who we are and how dependent on the things of this world we've become. And so Lynn is also a time for us to separate from the world and remember, right, that it's not about, it's not about here. Yeah. 
And so Lent, I, I kind of use this example in my homily that if Lent is like a bar stool and uh, the seat is Lent, it stands on three legs. And one is prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. That's the three pillars of Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And so prayer, these are our, three, our penances. How are you going to increase your prayer life? Right. I mean, look, we, we're not we're not our religious brothers and nuns and monks and stuff like that. But we are Catholic and God tells us to pray every day. And so what's your prayer life going to look like? I think a very popular devotion here at St. Pius, I think underneath the patronage of St. Pius X is daily mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two daily masses here uh, throughout the throughout the regular weeks. I think we get about 300 people a day um, in a total day. So about 150 or so at each mass. Uh, that's a huge population. St. Pius X is the one that regularized uh, com- daily communion. Before it was just about uh, once a year that Catholics would receive communion. And so he really pushed daily communion. I think that's why it's so popular here. Maybe you can make a daily mass. Uh, maybe say, okay, from my prayer throughout Lent, I'm going to make one daily mass every week. Or maybe you can make every daily mass. It just depends on your situation. I think it's a beautiful uh, devotion. We also have a adoration chapel. Uh, can you make, can you spend one hour with me, Jesus says in the garden. Mm-hmm. And so can you make a holy hour maybe once a week, maybe twice a week? I mean, you see what you can do. Or a rosary with the family by yourself on the way to work. Uh, or maybe you can't make it in daily mass, and so you take up the practice of reading the daily mm-hmm. readings for the day, you know? Yeah. Reading scripture with the family, uh, their daily readings for the day, uh, rosary, grace before meals. You see, there's, there's a lot of wiggle room, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different prayers we can do. And so the key thing, what I said, and I think this is a helpful practice, on a sheet of paper, Write the prayers you already do, right? In a day, in a week, in a month. Some people, it's a long list. Other people, maybe it's no list. But write on one sheet of paper the prayers you already do faithfully. And then on another sheet of paper, write the prayers you want to do. And then see what you can do. Uh, What do you want your prayer life to look like? And then take legitimate small steps, big steps uh, toward that. Yeah. Um, and so that's the prayer. And look, don't try to eat the whole watermelon in one bite. You know, mm-hmm. like it's okay to start small. Yeah. And some people, and look, I know a lot of these people. I say watermelon because my grandfather used to give a watermelon for Lent every year because it's not in season right now and he didn't like it. <laughs> Those penances can be difficult, huh? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, look, some people, I know a lot of people, their prayer life is very intense. And it's uh, kind of chock-a-block full. And I said, Father, I can't really add another prayer. I don't know where to put it. And I said, well, maybe change the prayer, right? So change your prayers to reflect more of the season of Lent, uh, our Lord's passion, his, his death. And, and so it's you, maybe sometimes you just need to change the prayers. If, if you have a pretty busy prayer life, maybe change it. Uh, add some or change the devotions to where it reflects Lent and not uh, Easter or Christmas or something like that. Sure. Okay, so that was prayer. And now fasting. You want me to keep you on track? <laughs> fasting. 
So today's a day of fast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 today the church gives us the fast. The church says, you know, you 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 are to fast from food, right? Um, two small meals, not equaling up to the one large meal that you can have at the end of the day, mm-hmm. or, or wherever you put that, right? Yeah. Um, but also in Lent, the church calls us to make our own fast. Yeah. And so there's two words I want to kind of introduce, and then I'm going to, dis- and then I'm going to define them for everyone. There's fasting, and then there's abstinence. Okay, the, the fasting and abstinence. Fasting, what John Ray just told us, fasting is whenever I have one regular-sized meal, say lunch, I have, I have one regular-sized meal, and then I have two small snacks throughout the day. Really? And uh, and that the church calls for fasting, the one regular size meal and two small snacks with no snacking in between, um, and a day only twice a year on when on Ash Wednesday and on Good Friday. Right? Father, that seems to be a lot, you know? <laughs> you know, only one full meal and two snacks? What if I get hungry? <laughs> Look, I've seen some of these diets, okay? There's some of these diet programs that can, they can be kind of intense. Look, it's um, only twice a year we're called to fast, and it's really to remind us of our Lord's passion, right? So that's fasting, Abst- abstinence, abstaining. That's whenever I abstain from meat, right? So there's no meat. Uh, I don't eat meat on this day. The church says that we abstain from meat on Ash Wednesday, and every Friday, every Friday, even outside of Lent. And it's because of our Lord's passion on Friday, on, uh, on Good Friday, that in some way, in small, some small way, and they, look, in Louisiana, that's a very small way. Huh? Uh, I know a lot of people that I eat, happily go eat uh, some fish over the, uh, over the meat. And so, that, and so I, I abstain from meat, on Ash Wednesday and on Good Friday to remember our Lord's passion. And so there's fasting and abstinence. Um, a few little notes, and I always forget, I, I forgot this to say this in my homily, and I felt really bad about it. If you're pregnant or if you're sick, if you're elderly, you're infirm, you know, you have some type of... Or if your uh, doctor told you you have to eat six small meals a day because yeah. of whatever. Yeah, you're not bound by this. I felt really bad about missing this this past time, you know, but I just started preaching, I get in this kind of mode. But, uh, I mean, whenever, if, if there's some type of medical or necessary thing stopping you from fasting and abstaining, then then don't fast and abstain, right? Our Lord doesn't want you to hurt yourself or hurt others, you know, if you're pregnant, um, just so you could uphold this rule. Look, uh, life can life can give us our own penances sometime, huh? I'm I don't need to inflict my own. And so if you have some of these uh, hindrances, then don't feel bound by this. Sure. So we have prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Almsgiving. Almsgiving is whenever I give money or goods to the poor, right? Or to the less fortunate. I help someone get on their own two feet. 
in some way, shape, or form, right? Uh, time, treasure, talent, right? Whatever it could be. Maybe, maybe all, I can't, I don't have any uh, treasure, but I can, I can talk to a homeless person or I could talk to someone less fortunate. Maybe someone's sitting by themselves and they look like they, they could use uh, a listening ear, right? And this almsgiving helps me go out of myself to serve others. And so if we look at the penances, it's a conversion toward God, myself, and others. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. A conversion toward God, myself, and to others. So that's what Lynn is all about. It's all about helping us become who God's created us to be, right? Helping us prepare to really be able to celebrate the resurrection on Easter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, By abstaining, um, by, by fasting, by entering deeper into our prayer life, and by giving, right? And we do that in the liturgy. You see it reflected in the liturgy. We fast from the Gloria and the 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 A word, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That we can't say during Lent. Well, we can't um, say it during the liturgy. Yeah, I remember yeah. in seminary we get all fussy about that. Oh, oh, he said, uh, you know, he said Hallelujah, uh, you know, in a text message. <laughs> I said, yeah. well, you know, it's it's only during the liturgy. But you're right. We do need to kind of observe. We, it's nice to observe that. And then here at St. Pius, we have the tradition of uh, abstaining from the the exchange of peace, mm-hmm. right? And so the church isn't asking us to do a thing that she's not willing to do as well right mm-hmm. um and so it's a time where we become aware of ourselves become more aware of god in our lives right um and so i, I guess to wrap it up let's go back to my original question so what's that dirt on your head ashes why, why do we start lent with ashes it reminds us in the same way uh that our blessed lord spoke to uh, adam in the garden you are dust, and to dust you shall return. That it reminds me of my frailty. It reminds me that, you know, I need to repent and believe in the gospel. Over 40 passages in the, in the Bible deal with ashes and repentance. Repentance with ashes. And so it's important. Uh, the church has always held this tradition. Uh, the first quote I could find, I think, is from the year 106 uh, about ash, uh, repenting with ashes. And this is a Catholic uh, saint. And uh, But in regards to Ash Wednesday, we've been doing it for over 1,200 years. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a long-standing tradition where I wear the ashes on my forehead to show an inward reality. So I have an outward sign of an inward reality. Mm-hmm. I, I, sh- I wear these ashes because I want to repent and believe in the gospel that I know my time is fading and I need to believe in Jesus. Uh, And so this is just a way to show others, but mostly to remind myself that I am dust, and to dust I shall return. I like that. So that's what Lynn is, and today we enter into this holy season. Pray for us as we journey through it. Know that we will be praying for you. We thank y'all for joining us. If this episode has been helpful at all to you, we invite you to share it with your friends. Um, Be sure to, to subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast listening medium you use. Um, And we pray that you'll have a great rest of your week and we'll see y'all this weekend. God bless. God bless.